parts of um, if you ever listen to Misfit podcasts, is they have like an opening section that they call Snack Chat, where they're literally just like, hey, what was like the one thing this week that you just like food wise that you went bonkers on? And just, you know, and it, it could be anything. It could be anything from like one of them at one point was like, they'll give like a crumble cookie review because they're like, here's the crumble cookies for the week and here's how they go. And then like Drew will be like, oh, I just ate a whole bag of cheese and that was great. <laughs> be, like, I was on vacation and ate 24 s'mores. It, like, you know, it's just, just stuff that like normal life stuff. We're like, hey, I had a day I was with my kids and I had a seven foot tall ice cream and it was yes. amazing. So yeah. for those of you just tuning in, um, Sam was telling us about some phenomenal cookies that he's got. <laughs> These cookies. Yep. It doesn't sound like a problem to me, Sam. It sounds ideal, if we're being honest. You know what? You know what's a problem is the fact that we've made and consumed three batches of them in the ten days that I've been here. So, you consume three. How, how big is a batch? What defines? Is there like a set number of cookies, or is it just like whatever the recipe makes? <clears throat> big of balls you mush. It's. Um, if I would have to guess, it's like 20 to 30 cookies per batch. Oh, so you're at like, you're at like, <laughs> cookies. I was thinking like, oh, a batch is 12, 36 cookies, 10 days. That's three per day for the whole plant. Easy. Nope. 90 cookies. All right. I, I so, so much more. You're going to be so fucking. Well, so we're, we're splitting them amongst a bunch of people, oh, right? So there's myself, my wife my father and mother-in-law and then my oldest son says so yeah. five humans yeah i would wager across the entire trip it's been more like three cookies a day um yeah. and i know that i am not there's a little little baby um fawn a deer just like eating bushes like right outside the right outside the window here that's awesome i would wager that i have consumed less than other people oh i'm sure but still, but still, but still, listen, you're going to be so recovered and you're going to be so uh, like glycogen stores topped off, baby, that ready to the, go. Bar, the barbell sitting in your garage right now does not stand a single chance. Doesn't know what's going to hit it. Nope. Not at all. It's like, I'm, I'm not ready for the amount of weight the Sam's going to move. The amount of mass no. gonna that ass that, you know, oh yeah. Well, so welcome back to the talking average fitness podcast, everybody. Um, where, as already indicated, my name is Sam Burns. I'm joined, as always, by the eminent Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Sam. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. <clears throat> We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, um, which is being a nerd. And then your favorite topic, <laughs> which is programming. Um, so full disclosure, right? I want to say this at the beginning of this episode. We're three minutes in, so we won't have wasted too much of anybody's time. Yeah, This is going to be a non-traditional episode. This is going to be a very, you know, I mean, sometimes you could say that we go down the rabbit hole on a bunch of this stuff. Right. This is different. This is really far down the rabbit hole. So what we're going to do is we talk, and we have talked previously about um, what good programming, quote unquote, or bad programming, quote unquote, can look like, mm -hmm. and really how there is no good or bad programming. Um, there's programming that is more or less varied or more or less adherent as much as possible to the CrossFit methodology. 
And when we talk about that stuff, we can make those claims because we do programming analysis. So we will sit down, we'll look at a body of programming, <clears throat> and we'll, quant we'll quantize it, quantitatively assess how much of this, that, or the other thing that we are doing. Yep. And then we will make an assessment, right? Now, what's fun about this for us is that's not to say that we ignore the art of programming, right? We can look at the numbers and a body of work, and we can, we can learn a lot of stuff, but we can also have a lot of fun with this. And this is going to be fun for us, I'm sure. But if anyone doesn't want to listen to us yeah. walk through at least seven days of programming at Kevin's Affiliate, Tilton Sudbury Mass, yeah. then this is your chance to pull the ripcord and GTFO, right? Yeah, yeah. we'll see. You next week. Be, be, exactly. Yeah, and like, no judgment, you know. Yep. Um, just press skip. Um, but if you stick around, you got nothing to complain about because we've warned you, right? Exactly. All right. So, what I would like to do is, I would like, I would love Kevin for you to. Can you press present and like share share a tab or whatever? Yeah. Is that an option you have? I think so. Um... Along the bottom bar. Share a screen. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him figure this out in real time. Yep. Oh, I got it. Here we go. I nailed Here it. Here we go. Look at it. I'm ready. Okay. Let's see it. Can you see it? Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now can you see it? Uh Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. There we go. Okay. Yeah, now, we'll do it like that. Um, yeah. Cool. So here's the deal. Now, um, you know, we talk a lot about like we're coaches and we do the coaching thing. I've also uh, semi recently, I guess, uh, probably mm -hmm. uh, five, six months or so ish. Um, I've also taken over the role of a head programmer across the tilt. So mm -hmm. I program for the program that I write. All of our affiliates do. Um, so I'm in charge of a lot of people's fitness. Um, and I have a whole lot of fun. Yes, sir. I don't think a lot of people, there might be some people who know. Yeah. How many affiliates are we talking about? And roughly how many members total across all the affiliates? Including the more recent foray into other affiliates as well. Yeah. So um, across New England still does their own deal. They're like on their own. Uh, different programming, different, you know, Tilt is operating or helping operate and run managements and, and the whole thing. And that's a, I don't know enough details about that to go into anything there, um, but they're running their own program and programming things So I'm, I'm not involved with that. Um, but we have three community gyms and one corporate gym that all follow this programming. Um, the corporate gym, I've, I'm not entirely sure in terms of how many members they've got there, how many people they, they work with, but they run a, you know, a full, essentially affiliate schedule. They got two full-time coaches over there running the show. Um, and then we've got three uh, community gyms, which are open to the public in Sudbury, Southborough and Waltham. And all put together total is probably somewhere in like the mid to high 500s approaching 600 members, depending on, you know, the month and time of day in which direction the wind is blowing and all that. So right, right. 
it to high 500 in terms of total members. So that's, that's, that's something that's really, really important to highlight because we're not programming for just one gym. We're not, be, we're not like, this isn't customized for our members or anything like that. Like Kevin can't actually know all of those people. Right. So he's got to, he's got to program for the general population. Right. And, and each gym is, you know, just by the nature of, we know this for affiliates, each gym is, you know, quite different in terms of the, the population, average age, what they're looking for, how they go, you know, um, like our Waltham gym, they love to, they have a lot of people over there. They're like, put the eye black on it's time to go to war <laughs> um and, and but not every gym is like that our south Bay yeah. and Sudbury gyms are like you know these people they work hard they're getting after it but they're not you know putting on the war paint day in day right. out let's hurt myself type thing right. um, so everyone's got like you know varying levels of what they're looking for um but as as coaches and as a programmer like i know what works first and foremost is we've talked about this five bajillion times is variance number one mm-hmm. key everything and so one thing that we used to do when when max was doing the programming here at tilt is he would like um pull workouts from cross.com every once in a while yep but for me like i so i keep a pretty close eye on cross.com and like i'll pull workouts i'll tweak workouts i'll you know take things and move just because there's such a great expression of variance there that yeah helps, helps me and we've talked about this as well, it helps me eliminate my own personal bias. Because if anyone's going to be programming anything, my personal biases will start to creep in. So if I'm oh, yeah. just writing everything week by week, guess what we're doing, homies? We're doing wall balls, we're doing rowing, and not, <laughs> and not squatting heavy. Exactly. <laughs> it's best. Um, you're never going to see another thruster because fuck thrusters. Because um, fuck thrusters, yeah. Exactly. Um, even though the wall balls are the same movement. They um, are. 100% same movement. It's yeah, still it's, so much worse with a barbell. It's, man, I heard, again, like, keep uh, giving, you know, the misfits a shout out. I was listening to a podcast, and Drew was talking about, like, competitive athletes. And he's like, I hate when people say they hate a movement. And he was like, like, people say, like, oh, I'm bad at thrusters, or I hate thrusters. And he's like, well, are you strong? And they're like, right. yeah. And he's like, are you fit? Yeah what the fuck's the problem? And I'm like, right. Listen, shut up. They suck. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Hit me with the logic like that. Shut up. Um, uh. But uh, yes, yeah, so like my own personal biases will come into stuff that I like to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I really tend to not always like just kind of like copy paste.com, but like mm-hmm. I'll take ideas, thoughts, templates. There are some times I'll just like, that workout's fucking amazing. It's going right there and we're going to get some. Yep. Yep. Um, so there are times that happens. So I do pull workouts from .com, but like keeping an eye on it in terms of the structure, the patterns, the themes that go along with there can help me as I'm programming, mm-hmm. like, you know, stay away from or, you know, direct me away from my personal biases. Um, sure. So, so we're going to dive into a, basically this is the week of, August 7th, Monday, August 7th. And we're going to okay. analyze that week. And we're fully like, I expect Sam and myself to nerd out, look at all the bits and pieces. Like as we're having this conversation, workouts may change. Like it, you know, it may be, it always helps to have an extra pair of eyes. And, and I trust Sam incredibly. So um, if he mm-hmm. says, hey, this is stupid, I might ask him why it's stupid. Is it because 
there's thrusters in it and you don't like them. Um, but so we'll start things off uh, on okay. Monday, the 7th. We've yep. got workout 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3 of sumo deadlift high pull at 95 yep. pounds for gentlemen, 65 for ladies, and a box jump over 24, 20 inches. Um, thoughts? Right now, from right, so yeah, a um, lot of volume. Um, so real quick off the top of your head, do you know what a 21 down to three totals out to? 84 84 reps right <clears throat> so my my only concern if i'm looking at this as a coach like i see sumo deadlift high pull the first thing i'm thinking of is rounding in the spine and like loss of position because it's an even though it's one of the nine foundational movements yep. it's not often enough something that people are exposed to um and so i look at this and i think there's 84 reps of a movement that that's like um, if you popped in 84 pistols, yeah. right? Like almost certainly there are people who can do that kind of thing because they might do lunges regularly, right? But a, a pistol is not a lunge. And so um, I'm thinking like the first thing I'm thinking is like, okay, how am I going to scale athletes? How am I going to quantify how this should feel, right? Um, I'm also looking at movement patterns, like movement functions. So I'm thinking hinge pull uh, for the sumo deadlift high pull. I'm thinking it's it's a different it's a it's a hinge in a different direction. So it's a concentric versus eccentric hinge, hinge. And then in my brain, I classify jumps because jumps have a very specific aerobic feeling, um, and there's an explosive nature to jumps, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so athletes. Uh, who have, like myself, uh, who have knee issues, jumping is a, even just like little itty bitty jumps, like in jump rope, Yeah, the, the amount of energy you are transferring through your knee is way more than that of, say, a heavy squat, for example. So I'm thinking about, like, this is an aerobic workout as I'm looking at this. Like, it's 95.65 for the sumo deadlift high pull because of the unfamiliarity with the movement. Uh, you, you might be some, you might be experiencing some uh, movement breakdown uh, in terms of like, I can't physically come to this load. Yeah. <clears throat> but from here, when it comes to a sumo deadlift high pull, and this is, you know, when people look at barbell loadings, it's really easy. You know, you look at stuff and you go, that's, that's, you know, light, moderate, heavy. Um, and those are kind of the classifications or designations we would give to a prescribed loading. Mm -hmm. However, that light, moderate, heavy is respective to like each movement pattern. So 95 pounds for a deadlift would be light. Yes. 95 pounds for a shoulder to overhead would be light. 95 pounds for a sumo deadlift high pull is moderate. Yeah. It's yeah. like the top end sumo deadlift high pull is like the most I would ever. So I probably wouldn't program for an affiliate at 135, but that's about the heaviest you would at that point just do a power clean. Um, yeah. But like 135 is like the heaviest you should ever program a sumo deadlift high pull. If you see a workout where it's like sumo deadlift high pulls at anything heavier than 135. Yeah. Like it, that's, yeah. it's just do a power clean and you'll have a way better 
not that sumative high pulls a, a bad movement. It's just like because hmm. of the mechanics and the fact people don't do them as much, and it's so easy to turn it into a soup sandwich that yeah. it's like 75, like 65 to 75 pounds for male athletes would be light. Yeah. And then 95, 65 is moderate, like 115, 80 would be heavy. 65 to 75 pounds for male athletes is light for advanced athletes. Right. For, for like, a yes. pers- exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, so we're, we're looking at, you know, as Sam's breaking things down, we're not only looking at a hinge, but it's a moderate load hinge. Yeah. And the thing that makes this workout so destructive is like, yes, if you're pacing things properly, this is going to have a pretty deep aerobic feel where you're deep in that burn, baby. Um, yeah. But the thing that makes it, so destructive is that you know when it comes down to uh you know breaking it down to like like when i'm looking at it i'm boiling it down to like just the the major movement component i guess um you you have hip extension hip extension and so like the primary driver of a similar high pole is hip extension like yes we're hinging on the way down and it's a hinge on the way up but it's got to be an explosive up or explosive hip extension to get the bar moving up and you have yep. an explosive hip extension to jump on whatever object you're jumping on. So the movement redundancy or interference of hip extension, hip extension is what makes that like add that little bit of spice, that just little bit of smoked paprika into the blend. A little uh, bit of smoked paprika. Yeah. Uh, so that adds a little bit of some spice there. So um, that's Monday. Um, as you look at this, <clears throat> what would you say is the target time domain for this workout? I would say, more to think to myself, 10 to 15 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what we're doing here is as he's presenting this information, yeah. it's a time priority workout. I am taking this information and I'm plugging it into an analysis calculator that I have on the back end. So hopefully as we peel this apart, we'll be able to flip screens and get a nice little assessment. There you go. Boom. I like it. Um, All right. We on, on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday. Cool. So Tuesday, uh, we're getting aerobic here. Um, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Just hold just a tad. So um, I love to, when I'm looking at, you know, programming a week, I might think about this different from some other people. Aerobic mm-hmm. work is incredibly important, especially for like health and longevity, keeping your yep. heart healthy, your energy systems healthy, metabolically yep. healthy, and also making, you know, not that intensity is the problem, but if you've got people, especially that are starting to be, you know, they're not 20 years old anymore. Yeah. Um, you're dropping the hammer five to six days per week pretty quickly that's going to catch up and things are going to be beat up so i add in like you know i try to keep you know as an overall pattern uh like one to two more aerobic workouts and that could be something like a 5k run or it could be something intervals we have here or it could be like today our workout until today is i like to call it mixed modal aerobic work where it's different movements, but yep. your goal is to, I'm like, Hey, we've got kettlebell swings and sit-ups and you know, something else, but your, your pace should be like a 5k run. Like you're basically yep. doing a 5k run with kettlebells and, and lunges and such. Um, yep. 
So, but today we've got a cool interval day. So you're going to go every five minutes for seven rounds, 400 meter run, and then a thousand or 800 meters on a biker for yep. our male and female athletes respectively. So, um, what I'm looking for and what makes this aerobic is, you know, if you're an absolute ninja when it comes to, you know, conditioning stuff and, and monostructural movement, and like you can, you can hold 90 second 400s and, you know, a minute 40 second splits on the bike, right. you know, you're garnering yourself a bit more rest, but you're also moving at a quicker pace. Most people were aiming to have somewhere between like 60 to 90 seconds of rest. Um, each round before they start the next one so it's basically a new round starts at the 400 every five minutes so it's a 35 minute aerobic piece so we're working right. on pacing. i'm trying to get people to keep their splits relatively the same so what i what i mean by that is you know unless you're an elite endurance athlete you probably can't nail it where your you know 400 meter run is a 134.2 every single right. time on one because you've got it dialed but i'm trying yep. to keep people like within a five second window so if you run your first 400 at like a minute 40 you're trying to keep everything from there on is under a minute 45 we're trying to get yep. out the way styled in and for most people that means backing off a little bit because especially at the front end especially at the front end because we know round one you're feeling good you've just done your warm-up round you've went and did your great bathroom you're feeling light and you're like right? let's get some you start that 400 and you crush it, you run it a minute, 30 seconds, you get on the bike, you're like, yeah, getting this thing. You start crushing it on the bike, you bump your damper up a little bit because you're like, I can get some power out of this thing. You're going, you finish, and you're like, holy shit, okay. That was really hard at the end there. Oh, and I have 60 seconds and I have to go again. Yeah. And so we're trying to you know, prevent the oh fuck moment that happens at the end of round one. Uh, when you've gone too hard and if you've done CrossFit for longer than five minutes, you know what that feeling feels like. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it might be bringing the run distance down, might be bringing the bike distance down or both, depending on people's capacity. It's not about the distance. It's about the stimulus. And I want people to be able to hold the same paces on their run and bike continuously for all seven rounds um, so that they get that adaptation that I'm looking for. Um, in yep. terms of repeated aerobic output. So, um, you know, if people aren't able to run, we can always substitute another erg in there if we got like an injury or something going on. But if they can run, even if that's a 100 meter run, like I'd like people to run because uh, running, similar to how box jumps are a unique stimulus um, and uh, step ups aren't a great scaling option for box jumps because it's not a jump. Um, right. It's, uh, you know, if, if we're substituting, uh, you know, there's not much that can substitute for a run in terms of the metabolic demand that it has on your body. So if we yep. can, I'd like people to, we can reduce the distance to whatever it is. Um, and then from there, any injuries, we can kind of take case by case and figure out what will work for them. But how are we feeling about Tuesday, Sam? I mean, I like it. <clears throat> I like things like this. So I, I'm a big fan of having focused aerobic work um i think that it's it's a miss if people are just like yeah like if this was seven rounds for time yeah. different fucking ball game um i like having that do a thing do a thing rest a bit do a thing do a thing rest a bit and so the work 
like the focus of the work is not the task, it's setting the pace and remaining consistent in the task, in the execution of the task. And so, you know, for my people who want to be fast, it's like, cool, your goal now is not to be fast once and to see where the fall off is. Your goal is to have there be no fall off. And so what do you set your first round at? I think that's a good game to play. I'm also a big fan of like, like you could approach this from like a zone two perspective or a zone three perspective and, you know, get a little bit of built-in rest. And there's some really, really good data out there that suggests that developing zone two, zone three aerobic capacity above and beyond that of your peers in your age group is like a five-fold reduction in all-cause mortality risk. Yep. Exactly. So like, don't ignore that stuff. Yeah. Basically, it's like doing doing your cardio makes you immortal. Boom. Pretty much. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's good stuff. And it's for that reason that like for, and you know, different gyms have different, we've talked about there could be gyms that are more competitive, gyms that are more lifestyle and everywhere in between. For yep. us, it, we are very much so a lifestyle gym. And like, we're here to, you know, I said, you know, the Waltham crew likes to put on the war paint just because they like to throw down. Um, yep. But here to, you know, live a happier, healthier and longer life. They're not here to try and go to the CrossFit games or go to quarterfinals or, you know, that's not the goal. Um, yep. So, you know, that's why I try and keep, you know, the, the one to two days of, you know, aerobic work or just more monostructural stuff whether it be mixed modal or interval or something like this um, mm. once or twice a week be because of, of that, like this will number one, lower any risk or incidence of injury going on there. Cause it makes it so you're not under load, you know, yep. for a day or two per week, which, you know, is a welcomed reprieve for your body. Yes, but it is. It also, uh, you know, allows them to, to move their energy systems. I heard it. I'm not sure where I heard, where I heard this quote, but I sat there. And I like, I thought about it for a second and it like, it, it required like the buffering signal up here. I was like, um, <laughs> it was, I can't remember where I heard it for life me, but it was that um, fitness is built or capacity is built in zone two and three mm -hmm. and it's expressed in zone four and five. Oh, that's a good one. That makes sense. I think I've, it, it does. And, and I feel like I've heard that or something similar. Okay. Um, Not that crazy. Jesus. This sounds this sounds like a for for whatever reason I'm getting like Adrian Conway vibes in my head. It, 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 yeah, because it's it might have been it might have been like an Instagram post or an Instagram story or uh, yeah. Um, I still don't know what threads are, but it could have been something like that. Like he just wrote could it have been a thread. It's it's it's, it's Instagram Twitter is what it is. Okay, that's, so that's threads. What that's what I figured. Um, mm. uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I heard that and I was like, that's pretty, cause you know, not that you don't get fitter. Like if, if you do a workout, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to do Helen today. You're yeah. probably gonna end up in like zone four or five. Cause that thing's just like, a, you know, gas pedal hits the floor type deal. You're going to end up there just by the nature of the workout. Yes. But it's like, you know, the bigger your aerobic base is just period, full stop, the bigger your aerobic base is. The, the larger platform you have to then develop more capacities. I mean, we talked about this when we talked about the hierarchy for development of an athlete yeah. was like, you have nutrition. Then that, that next one is metabolic conditioning. Yeah. And then everything else builds on from there. Yeah. And so I sat there when, when I, when I saw that and it might've been a, an Adrian thing, it might've been somewhere else, but it's like capacity is built in zone two or three. And then it's yeah. expressed in four or five. I was like, 
Like I sat there, so I was like, wow. Yeah. All right. I like that. It's a good one. Good All right. Let's go to Wednesday. Cool. Um, so four-time, 100-box step-up, standard height, 24 and 20, 100 push-ups, and 10 squat snatches at 185 and 135. I would hope that you're not power snatching 185 and 135, but who knows? Um, <clears throat> I this, this is, like, just looking at this, my reaction is I don't care what you snatch you're not fit enough to snatch this RX. Like I can imagine saying this to someone in my brain. And what I mean by that is like, so like, let's say you've got the capacity to squat snatch. Like, and if you're going to do 10 reps yeah. at 185, I would hope that you've got like a 200 plus snatch minimum, yeah. yep. you know? Um, so like you don't get to play ball unless you know you can snatch 215 or 225. Then... There's all the fucking pre fatigue. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's, brutal, baby. oh, there's oh. so much pre, like a hundred box step ups. Most people would look at a hundred box step ups and be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Maybe it's not well, until you try to snatch. Yep. A bunch of people are probably, and I can already hear it. I'd like people looking at this workout and be like, step ups, stupid. Why? Yeah. Box jumps? Like, let's just do a hundred box jumps. Seems better. It's like, mm, I don't think you understand the no. idea that's going to have on your body. Like, yeah. Your fucking booty and uh, hamstrings and quads, everything legs wise, yeah, will be pretty cooked. And then from your push ups, as long as you're not letting your push ups turn into a soup sandwich, you're like a kipping worm push up type deal. Oh, uh, yeah, midline, and it's the shoulders, man. Now, I remember yeah. so I, I put this one together, and I it was kind of like a nod to we did one way back in like 2018 or so across at One Nation. Um, it was like old ham plan something. And yep. it was, it was a run. It was a thousand meter run, 50 pushups, and then some amount of snatches. And mm -hmm. I can't remember what the snatch weight was at. It was heavier than 135. I remember that, but it might, it's somewhere between the range of like 165 and 205, somewhere in yep. that range. And it was, and at the time I was like, I'd like, I had good snatch capacity. I can do that. Yeah. And like do that in a workout, not after pushups. You can't. Nope. And it was like, <laughs> I pushed my first three forward because my your shoulders don't know how to yeah. you know, press, press back and lock out when you're, when your pecs and, and shoulders are super pumped up and your triceps don't want to lock out. So you catch with soft elbows and. Oh and yeah. addition of step ups and pushups will mess with your snatch. What do you think is the uh, what do you think is the time domain for this? Oh man, you're probably looking at like say like eight to twelve minutes, maybe. You think? Yeah, I think so. Eight to twelve minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'm basically going. I can kind of like brace. So I'm basically going on the the assumption. I kind of like try and round things out as like an average over time. Sure. So usually sure. Start out faster, and then things you know die off as as fatigue catches up. So sure. On the assumption of like 20 reps a minute. So if you're in like 20 step ups a minute, 20 push ups a minute, and then your 10 snatches, that would leave you somewhere in that. People can do it faster. That'll leave you somewhere in that range. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's 10, 10 to 13 minutes. Um, I, I think it could get away from, I think, so I think, 
I think the first half is more easily quantified, or the first two thirds is more easily quantified than the last bit. Yeah. I think that's like from people. Yeah, like the you would want to like I'm trying to think of how I would run this because like you're trying to get people to understand how fucked they're gonna be at yeah. the end of it, right? <clears throat> and so like, how would I lay out my progressions, and how would I? Because you want it to be illustrative, you want it to be um, educational when it's not dangerous, right? Right. Right. So. How am I going to set that up so that they get clearly and without a doubt that this is not the snatch workout they think it's going to be? Yep. And like maybe it's something like um, I have you do like. So I'd love to see where your head's at here because I know exactly what I'm going to do for my classes. So I'd love to let, tell me what you're going to do and then we'll compare. I would probably, you know, as an example, it would be like hold a one minute plank, do 15 push-ups. now grab an empty barbell and sit in the bottom of an overhead squat. And like, just feel what that feels like, you know? And all of that muscle fatigue, all of that lactic acid buildup, and that's not counting like the devastation that's going to happen in the lower half of the body. Because for me, with... I'm thinking like, sure, your your box step ups are going to mess up your ability to launch from the floor, but that's like, I just, like, I get to mid hip and I drop the bar because I know I'm not going to get under it. Yeah. For me, the sketchier part with the athlete is what's going to happen when they get it most of the way over the head yeah. and they're totally fatigued and now they've got a bail and something like that. So that would be the thing that I would think about. Yeah. You said you know what you're going to do. Yeah. So the, the way I'm going to go about it is like, essentially, um, I like to, as I'm going through class, kind of like, you know, every once in a while I, I kind of do warm up rounds and yep. warm up rounds where yep. it's either like, if it's a set weight, like for today, we're doing kettlebell swings, you know, you don't need to grab out four kettlebells and kind of like load them up. You can do like maybe a right. warm up kettlebell and then like, you know, so, um, I get people kind of like go through their, get to their workout weight kettlebell and then we go through like a couple mini rounds of the workout mm. just kind of like, hey guys here's what the flow is going to feel like here's a little taste of how we're going to be going through this one and you know how this workout's gonna make your body feel and then at the end i'm like hey guys if that felt shitty <laughs> voice in the back of your brain that's that little boy in the back of the simpsons bus that goes i'm in danger like right let's adjust something we can bring the reps down something the load down something you know let's make a change happen set you up for success and yep. at that point bathroom break drink break take a couple minutes and then a couple people like hey so pretty fucked up after that warm round what should i do and i'm like all right well, you're gonna load the weight here bring the reps over here and you'll be good to go and they're like all right i right, happen and then yep. they're good to go, and then they, they execute the workout and it's, and it's brilliant it's like that's the whole purpose of the warm-up round the primer pieces and for those that think like, you know, doing one workout in 60 minutes, not enough, but like mm-hmm. that gets them that, that there's your extra volume, baby, that everybody wants is yep. right there. So, um, but during something where it's like barbell loaded and it's heavier, it could be like a clean, could be a snatch, whatever it is, I'll kind of blend their loading up and their warm up rounds into one piece. And so yep. it'll be like, Hey guys, we're going to go. So let's, for this example, Hey, we're going to do 10 step ups, 10 push ups five snatches with the empty bar for an example. Yep. and then add a bit of, we're gonna go through four jumps you know add a bit of weight on the bar yep. um 10 step ups 10 push-ups five snatches 
you can bring the snatches down as the weight goes up, but the goal would be to have them kind of feeling some step-ups, some push-ups. And there are some times I do an aggressive one where I'll be like, hey, guys, last warm-up round, here's what we're going to do. You're going to give me 20 step-ups and 20 push-ups. And then mm. you, and people go, well, it's so many push-ups. I'm like, listen, you need to feel how fucked up you're going to be after these push-ups, man. We're not yeah. going to undershoot it. Like, and I'll sometimes like part of the like, oh, like it's 20 push-ups. I got to save my bullets. Then you don't have enough bullets. Do your yeah. push-up box, bro. Like if yeah. you're concerned about this number of push-ups, then we need to adjust something. Yeah. Reduce like, the hey, lever. This, this warm round is going to be really hard. Okay. I'm going to give you guys an extra two and a half minutes for a bathroom break. We'll take a five minute break before we go to make sure you yeah. are ready to rock. I'll come yep. over there, massage your shoulders, whatever it needs to be. But we're going to yep. do this round so you can make a good life choice. And then we can execute this workout properly. Awesome. So don't be afraid, afraid to push your people, but it'd probably be like, Absolutely. like step up, push up, snatch, and then yep. add load over the course of some rounds so they can feel that. Yep. Um, and this is, of course, after going through a really thorough barbell warm up, overhead warm up, squat warm ups, yep. if they're like they're primed, ready to rock, they're as comfy as humanly possible in that bottom of a snatch. Absolutely. Um, again, trying to set them up for success. Uh, for that training piece that day, but that's definitely yeah. uh, I told someone about this workout. I was like, "Yeah, this is I'm like I'm really excited for this workout," and they were like, "Only ten snatches," and I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "Sucker, you don't know what's about to happen here." I was like, "I've seen this. I know how it ends." Uh, you, you all right. Well, so you could say the same thing about Heavy Helen, which is another. Yeah great thing to come on the heels of this right so three rounds for time 400 meter run with the kettlebell by the way that's brutal um 21 kettlebell swings at 70 pounds for the guys and 53 for the ladies and then 12 strict pull-ups oh strict heavy cut strict heavy helen i was like because there's heavy (laughs) helen i almost kind of like named it strength bias helen because i think that's more fitting um because you basically strength biased everything you strength biased the run and the swing and the pull-up I, I, I disagree with the assertion that adding load to a run makes it a strength bias. Well, like, okay. you get what I'm saying. I do. I do, though. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, heavy, heavy Helen. I, I love this. There's a bunch of different variations of Helen. Um, mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. It'll also be kind of cool because, that you know, I was thinking as I was writing this, I'm like, well, the CrossFit game. So, um it's, it's always fun in and around like games time, game season to mm-hmm. chuck like former events or like nods to events in there. Mm-hmm. So we have not uh, on Monday, this coming yep. week, so the 31st of July, we yep. have a nod to the event from the, the Ruck Run from the 2019 games. Yeah. Um, it's four 800s. But each 800, you're gonna, the first one is normal. You run it just you, yourself, and you. Yeah. Each 800 after that, you pick up a plate of increasing load and you Ooh. carry it. So it goes 800 meter run, 800 meter run with a 25 pound plate, 800 meter run with a 35 pound plate, 800 meter run with a 45 pound plate. Ooh. So, and that's the workouts for time, two miles, baby. Um, so it's, it's shorter than the ruck run they did at the games. It's lighter than the, you know, last one or two rucks they did at the game. So it's like, it's a more appropriate affiliate version, but it, that's kind of a nod to that event. Um, we needed a good running day. And so I was like, Oh, we're getting around game season. So we have that wow. one in there. Um, I have 
like we have so when they were like announced that we're going to do helen i was yeah. like i'll program a variation of helen like there who knows you no know, this 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 exact version might pop up at the games who knows uh. and then a couple weekends from now i've got programmed on a saturday uh nasty nancy from the 2020 games <laughs> remember that workout yes it's, uh, Five rounds, 500 meter run, 15 overhead squats at 185 or 125, and then 15 bar facing burpees. Woof. Yeah. You put that up on the board, guys. Time to beat Matt Fraser, 1832. Get some. Jesus. (laughs) 1832. Yeah, man. It was insane watching this video do that. It was ridiculous. Um, Wow. So, because I was, I was so convinced because me and Lachlan did it. They announced it and then me yeah. and Lachlan did it and we finished like in the mid twenties. We were somewhere yeah. like, like 25 to 27. He was like 25 something. I was like 26 and something. And so, and we were both at like the peak of our fitness at that point. Right. And, uh, so we were like making predictions. People were like, oh, how'd it go? How do you think, like, how do you think games people are going to do? I was like somewhere like 20 minutes and change. And someone's yeah. like, I'm going to do this under 20. And I was like, I don't see anyone do it. Like we're good runners. We're good at over. Like we're yep. good at over squats. Like I don't see any, like yeah, they could probably do the burpees and run a little bit quicker. It's like, but we did all of our overhead squats. I'm broken. I'm like, I yeah, but you're both pretty lanky cats too. Well, true. So I'm like, someone could do that faster, but I'm like, I don't think anyone's doing, I'm like a four minute round on this is like, you fucking cooking. Like, yeah, you know, like we were with a purpose five minutes around and we're like, so shave one minute off per round. Like that's, I was like, I don't think people are going to be going sub 20. I think you're going to see times at the games, like somewhere between like 20 and like 21 and a half was my guess. Yep. And there were two athletes that went sub 20 and I was like, back. And it was, it was Fraser and, um, fuck. I can't remember. Yeah. It was like, it was like 18 and a half. And this other dude was like 19 and a half. Yeah. And there was a couple ladies that went sub 20. Like, Damn, you all are so fucking fit. Um, I like, I really like this workout. I especially like the, the grip fatigue factor, which oh, yeah. if you've done Helen, you know, um, and it's only getting worse with the run, like how you going to hold it, how you going to mount it on your body. Shoulder, shoulder I back. think, I, I mean, ideally, yes. And then you're banging your skull against it as you're running. Um, Give it a bear hug. Oh, oh no, that's even worse. Hold, hold um, of the kettlebell handle and just hold it out like in front. Knee. No, I was just gonna say a gun rack, like just bicep pump. <laughs> <laughs> you finish your 12 sit pull-ups and you're like, I want more of a bicep pump. <sighs> well, so here, so here's the deal: is like, I have a standard for the execution of the strict pull-up, right? One hundred percent, do yeah. So, I'm th- people off a pull-up bar for not hitting that standard. I I can see in my fever dream imagination a a bevy of strict pull-ups. Oh yeah. Where you know a little mini kip at the bottom where you like little yeah yeah just just a little bit you know it's what you call like oh I'm like I'm like re-engaging my shoulders but it basically turns into you're like you're like at the bottom you're like Hachah! yeah a little bit of movement that like gets you going. Yep. And then like a little knee, like little knee pop at the top. Little like, knee tuck, yep. Little, little knee tuck, little little heel to butt action. Um, did a little heel kick in midair or a butt kick in midair to to just kind of get that chin over the bar. Um, Woof. 
it gets me with a strict pull-up and i uh i've harped on this the past few times you've done strict pull-ups in class is like you're getting up to the top and you do one of these you like reach your the chin, chin reach yep i got it i'm like no you didn't you're still here strict pull-up like you gotta get your chin over the bar without giving yourself a fucking whiplash trying to get your chin right level with the bar so i'm like hey guys if we got to use a band like keep your chin you know n- neutral yeah see i at that point i would and this is only because of the group that i work with like this is one of those things where i would not allow you to use a band um if you were in my class and I was running this workout, I would not allow you to use a band for the strict pull. I know what you would do. You would do the the bar and the rack deal, the leg assisted, right? You could do it. That's that's one variation. <clears throat> um, another one is I would do uh, pronated press down ring rows. Um, oh God. Yeah. So in so so for anybody who's wondering what the hell I'm talking about, so your standard ring row, I've got a palm here, I pull like this, and then I come back out, and I've got this big arch chest the whole time, right? Yeah. So if you hop up to the pull-up bar, nobody goes and grabs the pull-up bar like this, right? You put your palms on like this, right? So you do the same thing with the rings, so pronated grip, and it allows me to get the athletes to keep a hollow position the entire time, so the legs stay nice and extended. It makes it very clear if they kip with their hips and like pop themselves up right and so as they press down they get to and i call it a press down because you're not just pulling right you're pressing down into the rings the entire time with that aggressive grip and so it's way more grip intensive it's way more lat intensive and there's a lot more carryover for the actual strict pull up and because you're on the set of rings if it's too easy you just bump your feet forward and make it more difficult um it's devastatingly effective Remind me to never take one of your pull class. Jesus. So the so the problem is is everyone's like ah fuck ring rows I don't want to do ring rows and I'll st- I'll say this a million times nobody is too fit for a ring row. Yeah, nobody, not not a nobody. single person is too fit for a ring row. Ring rows are terrible. They're um, great. I mean, they're amazing. They're but they're so hard if you're doing them properly. You know. Um, I was going to say something. I was really back and forth on this one with uh, my heavy Helen thing. Like I wanted to add the kettlebell to the run um, because I enjoy human suffering. And I think that's fun. Um, sure. Heavy kettlebell swing, all about it. It's like there's been a couple different variations of Helen where I've seen it done with uh, chest bar pull-ups. They say yep. kind of like upping the ante. But I really, I'm like, the number of reps is so low. And not that it's a problem, but I'm like, you, we could get really get something out of a strict pull-up in terms of like a grip and like oh yeah big thing like if you're going through strict pull-ups like now your upper back is fatigued in a different way than it would be with kipping pull-ups for then the next round or the following round of kettlebell swings absolutely absolutely you know i went with strict pull-ups i think is a good move i like this workout um it's a good one one you think like 10 plus minutes for this yeah, you know, uh, for Helen, we're trying to get people somewhere like 8 to 12. So probably bumping yep. that up a bit, probably looking more like 10 to 15 minutes. That's um, what I thought, too. Or, you know, maybe 12 to 16 minutes somewhere like just a little just a hair higher than the um, to account for mostly to account for the um, the adding the 70 pound kettlebell on the run because um, yep. that will slow that 400 down significantly. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, Sweet. 
Cool. Go ahead. Go ahead and scroll up a little bit. Give me, give me a view. Keep going. Oh, so sorry. And then. Boom. Um, uh, Okay. Cool. So here we go. We've got. uh, I read this. So I read this automatically. So Friday, fifteen or twelve cals. I read it as fifteen or twelve cal row. Because why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I just put his calories because sometimes people are like, I like to use the bike. We've got some psychopaths here. There's, there's a couple psychopaths at our gym in Sudbury that are like, so yesterday, you'd be proud of this one. We uh, we did 19.1. Yeah. Best CrossFit open workout ever, period, full stop. Um, and so we had one of our members, Max, comes in. And he goes, I'm like, yeah, guys, like, you know, 19 calorie row or 19 wall balls, 19 calorie row. And I was like, if we can if physically can row, I'd like us to, because it's a unique stimulus. If we have mm-hmm. anything going on there that we need to be on the bike, all good. Like, we'll, we'll get that squared away. And Max comes over and he goes, and like, Max is a good rower, but like, he comes over and he goes, can I do this on the echo bike? And I was like, oh. I was like, yes, you can. Absolutely, <laughs> like, a thousand percent you can. No gibbsies, backsies, and so, right. <laughs> and so he sat there and he's like, he's like, all right, great, cool. Um, and he likes using the echo bike for some of our interval type stuff, and you know, sure. Whatever. So uh, he it's a great machine, the, uh, great machine. Um, he hops on for the warm up bits, and we basically like I left. So for those of you that haven't done nineteen point one, stop whatever you're doing, go get a medicine ball, and go do it. Um, right, but. It's it, such a high intensity workout. There's something so special about like a wall ball or a thruster plus rowing combo that's just the most devastating thing in the entire world. Yeah. And so basically, my warm up was super uh, kind of compact, shorter, more yep. targeted. It's like, I was like, we're literally just going to like ramp up row pacing and I'm going to guide you through the whole thing, ramp up mm-hmm. row pacing. And just go through some warm, like, you know, basically do some row pacing and then some squat mobility stuff, like loosen up the hips, loosen up the legs a little bit and some mm-hmm. more row pacing. And then we're going to start squatting with the medicine ball and then row pacing and then working with some wall ball fishing stuff. So like by the end of the general warm up, we've rowed, we've wall balled, it's warm, went through a primer piece. It's like kind of meant to spike your heart rate. So you kind of like feel that like, oh crap moment. You get the oh crap moment where your heart rate jumps and you go, oh God. Yes. Get that moment done with in the warm ups, and when you do the workout, that moment doesn't happen. Your body's like, "All right, we've already been in the pain locker. This isn't new. We're good to go." Yep, yep. So we go through that whole thing, and like basically to leave 15 minutes after, like I had, I the workout ended at for so each class runs on the half hour. The workout ended at you know 5:15 for the fourth or class. If like class is done in 45. Mm-hmm. But then what I did from there, I'm like, you guys just sent yourself to the fucking moon. We're going to cool things Woo. down. Like, yep. cool down cool down crew forever. I'm, I'm all about it. I, you know, yes. try and work cool down stuff in as much as humanly possible in my classes because it's important for people that, you know, they, they come in, they train real hard, and they go and sit for eight hours. Um, yes. So we did, I was like, so obviously the, the workout on the rower, but I had all the bikes out in a different, different section. And I was like, as soon as you finish, I'm like, I'm going to give you 90 seconds to flop around on the floor and feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> we're going to hop onto the concept two bikes, damper at zero. And we're going to spin five minutes, mandatory. Keep, yep. keep the blood flowing. So it flushes stuff out. And then we did a two minute couch stretch each side. 
and yep. then like a little region stretch each side, just kind of like, you know, again, yep. loosen up the musketeer we needed. So we had people feeling pretty, pretty decent on the way out. But um, when it comes down to like the, yeah, I have to put in like just calories because people like to use different machines sometimes. They're like, ah, mm -hmm. like I've, Either I don't like rowing, and I'm like, that's cool. I want you to progress yourself. So use a machine that you feel confident with. Um, yep. So uh, this workout on Friday is a 20-minute EMOM. We're going back to monostructural stuff. On the first minute, 15 or 12 calories on a machine of your choosing. Yeah. On the second minute, 15 burpees. <sighs> and we're going to go back and forth, baby, 10 rounds. Aerobic capacity rounds. devastation. For anyone that thinks that burpees aren't a monostructural movement, can fight me. <laughs> um, monostructural I want to, I want to dig in on this real quick. Do me a favor, scroll up real quick. I want to reassess something. Which, what, how do you want me to see the whole week? Okay. Just, just the top half of the. I'm just looking at. Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. Um, Tuesday was really one I wanted to double check. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, so, uh, burpees, you could make the case that a burpee is a cyclical movement and as such, therefore it is monostructural, monostructural. Um, however, we do not think of it like that. We classify it as a gymnastics movement, um, which is. I don't know. It's a miss. I don't know. Like there are a lot of ways to look at this. Um, you tell people like, Hey, it's a, it's a gymnastic movement that you should be able to do monostructurally. Yes. It's yeah. Like that's could, if we're doing burpees properly, it's not do five, then take 30 seconds to feel sorry for yourself. And like you're huffing yeah. puffing. You should yeah. be, whether that's adding steps in on the way back, on the way up somewhere in the middle. I, um, right. Like burpees should be done at like a continuous pace and whatever, yeah. then you just the reps can yeah. make that happen. So it's like if, if 15 burpees a minute too much, rather than explode your life doing 15, then you got to get back on that machine. Again, right. This is aerobic work today. Yeah. It's, it's as like kind of a back and forth in imam style, but you should be able to finish whatever your calories and burpees are in like roughly like 40 to 45 seconds. So you have like a 15 second transition going to the next thing. Um, Brutal. and so it, it keeps the, the like time window pretty, pretty short and pretty tight, but you got to be confident mm -hmm. pacing that road. Like do 10 calories, do 10 and 10 still devastating. Yeah. Like it's a great at workout. The end of it, you've done a hundred calories and a hundred burpees like that. You will not be any less fit, but it's about the pacing. It's about the mm -hmm. stimulus <clears throat> that this is going to give you. It should be the way this workout should feel is like the first three rounds feel fine and then it just escalates little by little each round so like rounds you know eight nine ten are like holding on for dear life yeah pretty much <clears throat> so but it, but your pace hasn't like you're holding on for dear life but you're still you know 40 to 45 seconds on each movement maybe like 47 seconds on each movement um, right where your splits in time should still be the same or similar as you're going through um and it's just like the, the feeling that escalates is just because like you said you're hanging on for dear life those last couple rounds but keeping the same pace if you're like hanging on yeah. for dear life and you've fallen off the minute pace then we we've missed something there i'm i 
I mean, I think that this is a this is one of those workouts where it's like if you're questioning what's going on, like stop talking, stop thinking, just do it. Like this is a this is a classic. I don't want to think. I just want to move kind of workout. Um, and I think that you know, I think you've got you hit the nail on the head in terms of like how to adjust the scaling, how to uh, how to dial it in for an individual, what the focus should be. This is not a strength bias movement. It's not push ups. You know, you want this to be. You want your body to move effectively nonstop for 20 minutes, and so you've got to pick a pace and a number that allows you to do so. Yep. Um, yeah, classic, classic little aerobic piece. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm being distracted. I'm full disclosure. I'm being completely distracted by Saturday's workout. Um, so Saturday, three rounds with a partner. Yeah. 1500 meter row, 30 box jump overs, 45 toe to bar. Split work is desired, and so like in my brain, I'm running through like rep schemes, like. How are we going to split? What do we want the field to be like? How are we going to do the transition so that like one person coming off the box goes in one direction, the other person comes in right behind them? Um, I think that this is so we've got a we've got hinge slash leg extension and a pull, uh, hinge and jump or hip another hip extension and a jump, uh, and then hip flexion, hip flexion, just like fuck tons of hip flexion, um, and. I, I could see like non-virtuous toe to bar versus virtuous toe to bar and how that would express itself in fatigue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Makes it makes that, uh, you get off those toes to bar 45 between two people. One person's going to yeah. do one more toes to bar. It's fine. You can fight over who wants to be fitter that day. For um, sure. And then you get back on that rower. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's also why I put like the Friday, like as just calories, because people can see the whole week of programming ahead of time. Like we post it in the app, like a week ahead, so people yep. can like, look at things and um, people get jazzed about it and start talking about, you know, whatever they want to do. So because it's a row, mm. if, if people would like to do something different on Friday, mm. they want to bike. If someone's really psychopathic and they want to ski. Right, right. <laughs> dude. Just get a gnarly tricep pump the entire time. Ooh. Wow. Great. Um, so partner workouts are always interesting, especially yeah. where they're allowed to split the work because, and especially when you left, like you, you like you pick a number like 1500 meters on a rower. Yep. Um, if you're smart, you end up swapping like every 250. Yep. And Great. so you get like a one-to-one -one work to rest. It's not super terrible in terms of like how long you're working. Um, and you can get a pretty good clip without crushing yourself or without dogging it. Um, so I look at that. I mean, you should be able to maintain, ideally. Um, do you have a scaling option for the females or is it just 1,500 meters across the board? 1,500 meters because we can do mixed mixed teams. If, if right, right, had, right. If you had a pair of – I wouldn't even say a pair of two females. If you had a pair of people that just, you know, rowing's not their jam, they're just not quite having built up that capacity yet, then you could drop fifty. Well, yeah, I'll say 1,200 meters, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so then looking at that, like, you would want to keep them to s under six minutes, you yeah. know, for every one of those, right? Like, super yeah. aggressive might be, like, closer to five. Yeah. But, um, like, that's a 150 pace for uh, – or a, even faster than that. Um if you did like a 150 pace for every one of those 250 intervals, you know, um, I think that would get you there. So let's let's call it six minutes a pop, 
30 box jump overs. Um, you get a little bit of time for transition, you nice. know, 90 seconds. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Uh, 45 total bar, this is where things are going to fall apart, I think, to a certain extent. Because um, you're going to reach a you're going to reach a limit in terms of what your capacity is. And so like one person is probably going to have a little bit more work than the other person. Um, maybe 90 seconds to two minutes. Yeah. I was going to say, I, when I was playing this one, like trying to keep the toast to bar, like right around two minutes or less. Um, yeah. I, ideally they're using a range of motion or an option, like, you know, a scaling option that would allow them to um, like repeat sets of 10 Ideally. So like, so like your athletes are basically trading tens and one person does an extra set of five or, you know, right. However you want, guys want to break that up. Um, yep. So yeah, you're basically like kind of trading tens back and forth. So that should be, you know, somewhere in like the 90 second to two minute range. Yep. Uh, accounting for, you know, transitions on and off the bar, got to chalk your hands seven times. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah. So you're probably looking at, you know, we go six minutes, seven, eight, probably looking at like roughly, 10 minutes around yeah every bit of 30 minutes of work yep yep for sure um it is different though because this is the this is the third workout this week that is longer in terms of time domain but the way it's going to feel for each athlete because you're doing like a work to rest going to feel more like a sprint because you're pushing the pace on the rower you're going fast on the box jump overs and kind of cycling through those because you're trading back you might do like you know like I might do 10, you do 10, I do five, you do five, or, you know, we trade 15s, whatever it is, relatively small mm -hmm. set. So the pace is fast. And then on the toast bar, you know, again, you're trading off short sets, then you're back to kind of like your sprint distances on the row. So even though it's 30 minutes of total work, right. You know, it's 15 minutes of work per athlete is going to feel more metabolic and more like a sprint. This is not the steady state aerobic work that we've already done twice this week. This is getting yep. a little bit more of a sprint feel. It's just going to be a longer, sweatier. We tend to like to keep things kind of like long, sweaty, um, mm -hmm. like some partner style stuff on Saturdays. It's just fun with the community. Um, people yep. seem to like it. So like every couple of weeks, we chuck a, a partner workout in there. So, yep. um, you know, even though anyone at home has got their notepad out and they're like training uh, programming tracker and analyzer and they're like, hmm, it's the third long workout this week. I'm like, it, it is. It's thousand percent is. However, it's going to feel very different. And the goal for our coaches, you know, when we when we do our coaches meetings, um, like with our full time staff, and we have a section like the majority of that that meeting is going over programming and stuff. Yeah, and I lead that section for the group, and I try my best to give people like, hey, like not only is this the workout, but this is the intended stimulus. It should take Good. this long. It should feel like this and here's how i want you guys to have your athletes execute it um, to again try and pull the lever of you know things we can manipulate to um, optimize their longevity their health uh, prevent injuries it's like hey guys even though the workout today is this i want right. you to have your athletes execute it like this like, sure, right. you can take any workout on this sheet of paper that we just, you know, these six workouts that we just went through, and you can crush yourself, sure. like, fully broken on every single one of them. You can make this real bad. You can take Friday, the 15 and 15 back and forth, make each one of those a sprint. Fuck mm -hmm. yourself up. 
do 15 calories in 30 seconds, do 15 burpees in 30 seconds. You're going to be ruined by the end of that 20 minutes and have nothing for like the next four days to give. So, you know, that's the majority of the thing is like, you know, looking at movement patterns and loading ranges and rep ranges and all that fun stuff. Yep. But also like, as I'm giving it to them in the, in the meeting is like, Hey, this, how long should take? This is what the loading should be. Like it should be, you know, light, moderate, heavy. They should be able to repeat sets of whatever. And this is how it should feel. It should be more aerobic. It should be more of a sprint. It should feel, you know, like a must, it should be a more muscular feeling instead of like an out of breathy feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so trying to describe those, those feelings, something that you can kind of like direct your athletes towards. Cause you know, then they know it's like, if you're given a workout and I'm like, Hey guys, this one, it also kind of preps them because sometimes people are looking for, Hey, CrossFit's supposed to kick you in the teeth every time. And I'm like, so I'll sometimes say to people like, Hey guys, today's workout is going to feel way more muscle burning than and that's okay. Like that's the intended stimulus for today is for it to be more of a muscular overload feel than a metabolic punch in the teeth kind of feel. Right. So, and that can help direct people in the right direction. So, so, because just to be mindful of time, do you have a Sunday workout here? Uh, no, Sundays I just program like I just chuck it in the sheet and it's just cool. like active recovery stuff. It's just like awesome. just you know, some awesome. Ability. So this is this is a nice week all told, right? So what I want to do now is I want to I want to flip the flip the script and I want to put you in the hot seat just a little bit. Um, so we're gonna share a screen. We're gonna share a tab. Programming analysis tab. Right. So what I've got here, if you have taken your level two, right, this should look familiar. This is the, essentially it's a digitized version of the programming analysis worksheet from the level two, right? Um, What I've done is I, and don't mind the dates, like the dates were arbitrary. Um, I've taken all of the pieces and I've created spots for all of them. And then because it's so popular, I've also added pieces to quantify additional work, whether it was a strength in a Metcon or if additional yeah. skill work was programmed. You don't have any of that, so we don't gotta worry about that. <clears throat> um, and what you're up against, <clears throat> pardon me, is um, a week of cap pro- or a month of cap programming from, yeah. So what'll be interesting, it's so like, I could show you the month, right? But it's almost better in my opinion to just arbitrarily pick like, let's pick a week and pick, pick a week and see what we end up with. Yep. So what I'm gonna do, <clears throat> oh, my device, my device is out of recording and my recordings have stopped. What the fuck? I don't know. We'll figure that out some other time. Um, well, has the live sticker, so we're still going. We're still going. That's cool. Um, so I'm going to delete everything from column I over in the cap program. Uh, dude, and then we'll come over, delete, boom, go, bye, bye. Uh, and then over here, we have group totals for everything. <clears throat> Boop, like that. Um, so program one and program two. Program one is that week of cap. Program two is your week at tilt, right? Yes. So we could compare the differences, right? In terms of like, what do we see, you know, more of or less of program to program that really doesn't matter as much in a short-term comparison. So 
I would want to see more examples of, like I would want to see a month of tilt programming for that to be relevant. What is more relevant for me is your variance, uh, your variance counter. So the variance counter here is these two columns, right? So zero is good in the sense that like what this thing is doing is it's looking at the other sheet and it's counting the number of zeros that appear here, right? So in a, in a month or in a week, if you've got lots of zeros, i.e. you are missing lots of options that could have been put in, it tells me you do not have a sufficiently varied program. So like golf, a lower score is better. Um, uh, across your modalities, right, you only missed like one thing. There was like lightweight weightlifting in both cases. Um, time domains, you missed two time domains. Uh, cap for this week missed three time domains. They had more that particular week. They had more of that um, middle to long range, and they had two heavy days. You had no heavy days, ex- like express heavy days, and you had uh, no short workouts. You know, five minutes or less, that kind of thing. Um, rep schemes we had no low reps, probably because we had no heavy days. Your volume range skewed toward middle and high volumes. Um, no chippers or things like that. You were couplets and triplets the whole time. Um, task and time priority. I didn't. I don't have a counter for those things. Um, so we have compared to what do you call it? Compared to cap for that week, you have a more varied program in terms of what we saw for gymnastics movements. We have a less varied program in terms of what we saw for weightlifting movements, and I think partly owed to the fact that we don't have an express heavy day. Um, You had slightly better uh, spread in terms of what was being counted for monostructural movements, and we didn't have any additional skill work. Um, So what this tells me, right, the only thing that I'm concerned about is the volume, right? So if I look back at... um, your sheet yep and i come up here we skew you like three days in a row you end up with some high volume work um and that's not a bad thing like every once in a while you're going to end up doing something like that um i think that if you're looking to be able to provide What's nice about this is like no matter what, if you get a person who comes in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and another person who comes in Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, they're going to get roughly the same expression, right? So that is really nice. Um, Could you break it up a little bit more? Like if you had Wednesday be like a heavy lift day? Probably. Um, So I will say that like, you know, as I'm varying things and the way things sometimes kind of like fit together as I'm putting things... My brain's weird. Sometimes I'm programming. I'm like, I'm like, and this can go Monday. And then on Saturday, I'll put this. And then yeah. well, I, I see, I like this workout. Let's plug it in over here. Well, then what gap am I going to fit there? Well, maybe Saturday would be better. Up here. So like I shuff, shuffle things around, get some mess yeah. as I'm putting it together. But um, the, the week prior to the one that yeah. we've just looked at, uh, we've got a, a heavy day Monday. And then mm. I'm calling it a heavy day. It's a... I program sometimes stuff like for quality um, ah. where it's like there's some heavy stuff and some higher skill stuff. Um, so it's like kind of like it's a strength focused. You might get a little bit out of breath as you're moving through it, but it's like a strength focused day. So they were kind yep. of like two what all lump into a heavy day bucket the week prior. Um, yep. 
So we did a little bit more of kind of like higher volume, more monostructural stuff the following week to kind of like, again, over the course of a few weeks, kind of like balance things out, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that, <clears throat> I mean, all told, you know, and this is, if we're going to do a true programming analysis, I, I'd want to see a month, <clears throat> yeah. but all told, you've got a nice mix of things. You've got a mix of different movement functions. You've got... Um, you're not overburdening your athletes. And so like to my comment about like, these are technically all middle to high volume workouts. You're not overburdening your athlete by also doing a strength piece beforehand and just like smashing them with more fucking volume. Yep. Um, so sure like that the way we run classes is we make sure there's like a, a robust and thorough warm up. Yeah. I always add in some type of, especially on like those weeks. Like I, like I know that that week is a little bit on the higher volume side. Yeah. So, you know, I write my lesson plans for me personally well in advance as well. Um, so, yeah. like, you know, I have a framework of what I'm going to do. And then as I'm going through, like, if people are like, oh, man, I'm feeling beat up here. I'm feeling beat up there. Like, I can kind of tweak my lesson plans as I need right. to. Right. Um, and so, but it gives me, like, a little bit more of a foundation or, like, a, or a starting point to go from. And so, on on weeks where it's maybe a little bit more higher volume, uh like I'll, I'll add in more like cool down and mobility type stuff. The last, you know, five to 10 minutes of class. Like I said, yesterday, Wednesday, like I left 15 minutes for like a really targeted and thorough cool down yeah. um, because 19.1 beats you up and takes your lunch money. Um, so uh, yeah, like all, you know, the, and this comes back to what we've talked about before, whereas like people mistake programming for coaching and stuff. It's like, what's on the sheet is that yeah. if I were to just, right monday through friday on the whiteboards because we had like whiteboards going across the gym yeah. if i were monday through friday across the board and just say all right guys have at it they'd probably be messed up by tuesday because they're crossfitters they go bonkers they don't know how to take their foot off the gas pedal um, right so that's my job I was like hey this work i should feel like this and i'm going to add in the appropriate like warm-up and mobility stuff to kind of prep and the appropriate cool down mobility stuff to kind of like cool down yeah. um that's not just like, hey, go do heavy Helen, fuck yourself up. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. go down for eight hours and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Amazing. So, good stuff. I well, appreciate uh, the um, analysis bit, like the sheet. Hey, man, my pleasure. Anytime you want to, and I'll, I'll, I can share this with you and give you access to it, and you can kind of plug and play and like do, do fun stuff. Um, for anyone who watched this, if you got all the way through all one hour and 14 minutes of this, if this is something you're interested in, reach out, send me a DM or something like that. I'd love to be able to just provide you with clarity in terms of what you think is happening versus what is actually happening. Yeah, reach um, out. out. Let's, let's do it. Absolutely. Um, for all your programming needs. There you go. All right. I got to go <laughs> hang out with the baby. Um, so stuff. I got to go do dad stuff. So thanks for this, man. This was a lot of fun. Always. ton of fun. All right, my homie. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. All right. Bye, everybody.